Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all of your support. At MyPillow, we not only have pillows, but we have hundreds of products, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We're offering the best gifts ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have this exclusive offer on the standard size My Pillows, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. We also have the queen size My Pillows, regularly $79.98, now only $24.98 with your promo code. And we have the king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with your promo code. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code RENEGADE or call 800-889-6817 to receive this exclusive offer. Free Talk Live. Yes, it is the Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. We're a live calling radio program where you can take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is on your mind. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. If you'd like to join in the conversation during this three-hour live, nationally broadcast over the radio, plus a bunch of internet streams, both on camera and in audio, etc., and so on. Captain's log, stardate one one two eight two zero two one. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me, Nikki and Richie Rich. So we have some fun things to talk about, but before we get to that. We're not going to start with the fun stuff? We're not, no, actually. We're going to start with something just slightly less fun. I I bumped up against this because I have a fascination with vernacular. Uh, That is words. I'm a bit of a a wordsmith. You're a big fan of the portmanteaus. I am a big fan of the portmanteau. And for those of you who weren't listening to last night's program, I have invented a new portmanteau, and I'm releasing it into the wild for you all to use however you see fit. Uh, it is simply propagandemic. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, it's the word propaganda propaganda, and the word pandemic. You put them together, it's a propagandemic. So that goes in line with the scamdemic or the plandemic. Yes. Now we've got the propagandemic. Yes, I think I think mine's better just because it has more syllables. Okay. But that, you I mean, know. you win the Scrabble match. <laughs> more points that way. Right? <laughs> Do portmanteaus <laughs> count in Scrabble? I don't know. I wonder if you could play. Depends who you of, ask. I wonder if you could play a match of Scrabble that's nothing but portmanteaus. That would be difficult. Would. I would. I would. I would anticipate that being difficult. Yeah. For and a it, while, I had the official Scrabble dictionary. There's an okay. All right. Yeah. Second edition. It's gone up since then, but I basically like study the Q's and X's, so that if that time ever came up, like I would have a weird word that no one would believe is a word. Sure. I'm like right here in the dictionary. I've got the official Scrabble dictionary right here. <laughs> It is in there. He's got the page flagged and everything. Right. He's ready. I just, it does bookmarks. Uh, Q's and X's, man. That was it. 
Okay, so what I'm about to read to you is from the American Heart Association Journal.org, AHA Journal.org. This is from the American Heart Association. If you don't understand some of these words, that's fine. Just I'll, I'll let you know when, when I'm reading the, the conclusion so you can get the gist of why I'm even reading this at all. Uh, abstract. Our group has been using the PLUS cardiac test, a clinically validated measurement of multiple protein biomarkers, which generates a score predicting the five-year risk of a new acute coronary syndrome, ACS. The score is based on changes from the norm of multiple protein biomarkers, including IL-16, a pro-inflammatory cytokine, soluble FAS, an inducer of apoptosis, and hepatocyte growth factor, HGF, which serves as a marker for chemotaxis of T-cells into epithelium and cardiac tissue, among other markers. Elevation above the norm increases the PULS score, while decreases below the norm lowers the PULS score. The score has been measured every three to six months in our patient population for eight years. Recently, with the advent of the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, referred to as VAC or VAXs from here on out in the article, by Moderna and Pfizer, dramatic changes in the PULS score became apparent in most patients. I'm just glad Nikki's over here nodding her head like she understands what's being said. That's I, I specifically, I, I tried to bring this to the show one other time, and I was like, I got to wait till Nikki's here because she has some... Some you know medical background. This report summarizes those results. A total of 566 p- patients aged 28 to 97 had a new PULS test drawn from 2 to 10 weeks following the second COVID shot and was compared to the previous PULS score drawn 3 to 5 months previously pre-shot. Baseline IL-16 increased from 30, I don't know how to, say this from 35 over 20 above the norm to 82 75 above the norm post vac s fast increased from 22 over 15 above the norm to 46 24 above the norm post vax hgf increased from 42 over 12 above the norm to 86 over 31 above the norm post vax these changes resulted in an increase in the pos score from 11 point, or 11% five-year ACS risk to 25% five-year ACS risk. At the time of this report, these changes persist for at least 2.5 months post-second dose of the vaccine. Okay, so that's a whole bunch of medical terminology and some things that I'm not even quite sure I'm, I'm saying appropriately. There's an equation-looking thing in there that I'm not, you know, that kind of thing. But here is... The important part, right? Because they end with a summary. The TLDR. The TLDR. We conclude that the mRNA vaccines dramatically increase inflammation of the endothelium and T-cell infiltration of cardiac muscle and may account for the observations of increased thrombosis, cardiomyopathy, and other vascular events following vaccination. That's a long way of saying that all of the uptick that we've been hearing about. We're hearing about soccer players dropping on the on the soccer field. We're hearing about otherwise healthy people now having heart condition problems. Uh, they are saying, the American Heart Association here is saying, that we conclude that the mRNA vaccine is to blame. 
interesting. From the American Heart Association itself. I think that's the most interesting part. Yes. Because you would think that they would be part of that uh, propagandemic machine. So this is my prediction. They're, they did research on this, and they are reporting on their research because they're trying to help, right? Yeah. And I think somebody is going to contact them. Maybe that's Dr. Fauci or his people. Maybe that's the U.S. government. Maybe that's Moderna or Pfizer. They're going to contact them. They're going to threaten them. They're going to blackmail them. And then they're going to write another article. Oh, guys, we're wrong. That's we, exactly that's what's going to happen. We saw that report you put out. We can have a little talk about that. Eh? Uh, for the record, this, basically, yeah, this was published on November eighth of this year. So that phone call is inbound or has already happened? Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought it was really interesting that the American Heart Association itself would publish this because, like you guys, I thought they'd be in on it. It re- it reminds me early on. Um, with Mark Edge, in fact, we were, he was talking about viral load and, you know, and, and, and the masks that were being, you know, recommended to be worn at the time. And there was like one scientific study early on that basically said like, you know, no difference, mask or unmask. We did the, we did the test. Right. And then like, that was like the source material. And within weeks, that article had been deleted. The authors yep. wrote a retraction right. and it was like scrubbed. Uh, as far as like, you know, and no other tests were ever run. So I think something very similar is going to happen to this. And earlier I was nodding my head because I was working in a cardiac telemetry unit from, I think, July to recently. So I was working there like during the pandemic, like right after COVID, but like before the vaccines were being administered to even healthcare workers before there was a vaccine yeah. and afterwards. And we were seeing a huge uptick in first-time people with heart attacks, stroke, all sorts of cardiac illnesses, first-time people that were completely healthy. A lot of them were older, but I had one woman who was like completely distraught, and everybody thought she was just like really confused. And when I took the time, she was very scared, too. And I took the time, and I just kind of like spent some time with her, and I talked to her. And she was like, nobody's listening to me. All the doctors and all the nurses think I'm crazy. But I'm telling you, before I came here, I wasn't on any medications. I never had any medical history. I'm a completely healthy person. Yes, I'm older. But nothing like this has ever happened to me before. Yep. And all of a sudden, she's really sick. And they're like, she was almost into the ICU. Like, they literally thought that she was going to die. And this was maybe two weeks after she got her second dose. And there's a lot in the leftist media that would say, well, that would have happened anyway. Has nothing to do with 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Yes, you too can have your voice replicated to uh, something like a couple hundred radio stations and thousands of internet streams. Uh, If you would just dial 603-283-6160 to join in this conversation tonight here on Free Talk Live. In the studio, I am your host, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass. 
Joining me. Nikki. And Richie Rich. Welcome back, Richie Rich. I feel Thank like you. I haven't seen you in well, I'm, a minute. I don't, I'm not here every Sunday, right. and the last time I was here, it was your night off. I was so on vacation, been, yeah. yeah. I took a little little journey. I was on walkabout, if you... I was on walkabout? Oh. Yes, I, I, I drove like almost 3,500 miles. Wow. Like round trip. Okay. Know, not... That's still impre- that's still halfway across the country. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had fun. So, at any rate, it is free talk live. We were just talking about a. I can't really call it an article. It was a release from the American Heart Association Journal, AHAJournals.org, where they conclude that the mRNA vaccines dramatically increase vascular events following vaccinations their conclusion uh using patients uh, that were participating in an eight-year study according to the article so i've gone ahead if you're not following us uh, go to social.freetalklive.com uh, get on our social media it'll be posted there uh, and you can read the full article for yourself it is a lot of medical terminology so if you don't have somebody you know in your friend circle or your family that's you know, in the medical industry, go find somebody to help you decipher some of these words, but uh, or just you know get intimate with the dictionary. Just just take Captain Kickass's word for it when he read the conclusion about what's going on. It, I read their conclusion, yeah. so you know it's their conclusion, not mine. I just thought it was really interesting. I wanted to get it out on the radio that the American Heart Association is saying these vaccines are responsible for the uptick in all of these heart conditions. Here's another thing. Go archive that article. Like, screenshot it, print it, save it as a PDF. I have a feeling that's going to be taken down soon. Well, not only taken down, or edited it, right? And then memory hold. Yep, they're going to throw that one down the memory hole. Goodbye. But And you know what? I'm not surprised because I knew this was happening because I literally saw it firsthand and I had other nurses come to me because they kind of knew where I stood. Regarding, you know, my distrust of the vaccines and what is going on here. So they kind of just like pulled me aside and they're like, hey, like, have you been noticing like all of these people who are like newly ill that have literally just gotten the vaccine days ago? And then I kind of like put my feelers out and was just like looking through medical records Mm -hmm. of like patients that were, you know, like I wasn't doing anything bad. Like they were my patients that I was taking care of. So I had, you know, legal access to these records and I was just doing, you know, like a little overview, like when they got vaccinated and what their like recent past medical status was and what their new medical status was. And I saw a lot of similarities. Yeah. A lot of like our strokes are going way up. Our, you know, our heart attacks going way up. And that's just part of the new normal. Yeah. And now they're now now they're putting out propaganda saying that. Oh, parents need to know the signs and symptoms of a stroke because it's normal for children to have a stroke. Oh, it's normal for kids to have heart yeah, attacks. No, no, it is not, not. In no wor- world is that normal. It's not normal. Your kids should not be having heart attacks. Or strokes. Or strokes. That's like almost unheard of. That's like a older people, like 60 plus is generally the age range that you see that kind of thing in. For the not record, little kids. since we do archive Free Talk Live. We could just say right now that prior to 2020, these were not normal occurrences in children. Right. No. Strokes, heart attack, like not normal everyday occurrences. Still happened, right? There those are, are exceptions. Right. Those, to, those are the course, exceptions. Yes. But it would be a rare thing 
for you know a fifth grader to know somebody uh, in their class with a heart condition, yeah, you know, or they had a stroke or something like that. It's also amazing to me to to just elaborate on your point. Even with all the variants, and you know, can they even like? I don't even know if they've ever isolated COVID in the first place. So if they've never isolated COVID in the first place, how do they know that there's a variant of it? How can they? Because tell? they're making it up, right? I, I don't understand, create. like you know, how this stuff comes about. But even let's just say that they got some scientists and they're doing the sciency thing, and they okay, there are variants and stuff. COVID still has over a ninety nine percent survival rate. Right. If you yeah. get it, you're ninety nine percent over ninety nine percent chance you're just gonna get over it. So people are literally trading in a cough, a sneeze, a runny nose, a temperature, some chills, you know, some some flu like symptoms for children with strokes, for uh you know, cardiac problems, for heart attacks, for I, I why would why on earth would you trade those for each you other? Know, I saw this meme and it said, how did we go from saving grandma to children dying? Yeah. Like, how did we make that leap from like, we're trying to save the elderly to eh, whatever. If little Timmy has a, you know, whatever Baby steps, yeah, baby steps like, and mission creep yeah. right from the beginning pointed out here on this program, right? It's not yeah. just going to be two weeks. This is the start of something bigger. And here we are. Yeah, and the other telling thing to me, the the indicator, if you will, is uh, who is I'm asking you guys, Nikki, Mercury, yep. what country is the most tyrannical when it comes to the COVID stuff? Australia, probably oh, yeah. is what Australia. it seems okay. like. Yeah. Now, normally uh, in world news, that kind of a thing, uh, you know, pick your your news outlet. You know, I don't if it's RT, if it's NBC, if it's you know, I don't care, whatever your outlet is. Pick your outlet. Normally, if there's one country that is far more tyrannical than the other countries, then the countries who are less tyrannical, their news outlets generally call them out on it. Yeah. But we don't see that with Australia. No one, zero of these national international news outlets are calling out Australia for their obviously tyrannical crackdowns. It's a test case. Yeah, they want to do the same exact thing. Yeah. That's what it is. Just how much listeners out there? How much can they? This is how it always starts, right? How much can some other country get away with there, and then the politicians here try to bring that nonsense here? Yep. Right, monkey see, monkey do. Well, and you know, some people might, you know, when they get into situations that they dislike, or if they encounter people that they dislike, they might consider violence. Now, here at Free Talk Live, we believe in the non-aggression principle. Which is not non-violence. Which is not non-violence, but it is to say that uh, violence is only okay in self-defense. Sure. Uh, and then in self-defense, fine, be violent. You know, if you if you got to protect yourself, your family, or your friends, whatever, you know, uh, violence is just fine in self-defense only. Um, it's kind of like back in kindergarten, you know, and uh, you, know, you and little Timmy would get into a fight, and the teacher would be like, well, who started it? Well, it was little Timmy. Okay, well, little Timmy, you're the one who's, you know, going to the corner or whatever. But coming up, we're going to talk about a lady who turned to violence in the form of an attempt to hire a hitman online. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Lives next. 
When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. Yes, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. The telephone number here in the studio, if you'd like to join us, 603 283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse for you to ignore this important and world-changing information. If you're already a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a very slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit bitcoin.com. All right, so at the end of the last segment, we told you that we were going to talk about a woman who tried to hire a hitman online. But that's not really the full scope of this the picture. This is dark web stuff, right? Silk Road, you need cryptocurrencies and the bitcoins to... No, it's, no. No, it's, oh. it's far more superficial than that. It's okay. not, yeah. It's not one of those, like, you've got to know the secrets of the internet in order to go... No. This is from, and you brought this in, Richie Rich. This is from, where is it from? Green. Greenwich. Oh, GreenwichTime.com. Uh, a Michigan woman tried to hire an assassin online at rentahitman.com. Is that a real website? <laughs> well, we're not going to go to it from this studio. That's all I'm clear about. Fine, I'll do that on my, my personal time. Yeah, maybe fire up a VPN before you do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I already got that covered. I thought about Anyways. that. When I saw the article, I thought about it. I'm like, can we check this out like on air? Can we actually go to rent a hitman and just see what... And I'm like, no. You no, got bad not. reviews from that idea? No. I, I, well, I didn't even pitch it to anybody. I just internally thought it through. I went, nope, not from this studio. Yeah, no, that would be a, that would be a, a bad <laughs> Not idea. when they're already monitoring the comings and goings of this studio. However, the yeah. fact that a website exists that is rentahitman.com, like... At first, you're like, that's amazing, but like, also, is it real? It's just a dude with all his Hitman video games, and he just lends them out to people. That's all it is. I thought I thought maybe it was uh, the retired uh, WWE wrestler, Brett the Hitman Hart. Okay. You yeah. Know? He might even be dead. I don't know. No, he's not. Okay. Maybe it was him. Like, yeah. you know, you book, could rent him. Yeah. You book, know? book the Hitman. Rent the Hitman.com. Yeah. You know, Go, come thing? to your kid's birthday party or something. But, uh, no. Did you uh, want to take this one, Richie? Uh, sure. Uh, so, so part of that headline was now she's going to prison. Uh, seething and vengeful, Wendy Wine was on the lookout for the professional killer. 
she meant to hire as she waited inside a southeastern Michigan cafe in July of 2020. Uh, Wine wanted her ex-husband dead, but she didn't want to murder him herself and didn't know anyone she trusted to do it for her. So she did what a lot of people would do when they have a job they can't or don't want to do themselves. She searched for help on the internet. I love how they phrase that. Let's go to the Googler. <laughs> I've got talk, a, talk to Uncle Google. Yeah, I've got a, a former boss of mine who calls it the Googler. Let's go to the Googler and see if we can find some information. So she searched for help on the internet on rentahitman.com. It's like she's looking now, for a plumber. Rentaplumber.com. Now, do you suppose that she thought to herself... I wonder if there's anything at rentahitman.com specifically, or if she went to like a search engine and was like rent a hitman and rent a hitman. What search engine gives up. you that search result? I again, I would try, but I'm here <laughs> I, in the studio, and I'm not about to do that from here. Understood. I'm just, it's rhetorical. Uh, when wine found was what what wine found was presumably reassuring. The w- website promised her confidentiality. It boasted of industry awards. It showed off testimony of satisfied customers. <laughs> this is like every every uh, sales pitch website you've ever seen. Yeah, right? it's just the generic site. Act now and you'll get 30% off. Including uh, one satisfied customer, including one from Laura S., who'd caught my husband cheating with the babysitter. <laughs> this is like, oh my gosh. <laughs> This is why we save the fun stuff. Now, this is kind of this next part is kind of the the thing that made me go, okay, something's rotten in Denmark here. Okay, so go ahead. The website bragged about complying with HIPAA, H I P P A, which it defined as the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act of 1964. <laughs> this- so, uh, if you work in a corporate environment, HIPAA is the, the healthcare information protection. Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, yeah. HIPAA. Right. Uh, the law passed in 1996 to protect patients' medical information. The trouble for wine was that rentahitman.com is a fake website. Oh, it's, no. You, you don't no say. way. You're kidding me. <laughs> It's not real. It's not ran by the police. <laughs> Actually, that's that's what it is a real website. Apparently, apparently, uh, not that I've gone there myself or anything. But she did find some if information. She was there. able to go. The website is a real website in that it exists. Right, but it's it's not actually performing the business that it claims to be performing, and it's not run by Guido Fanelli. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually run by his brother Anthony. As if there couldn't be like a more cliche Italian Guido. name for Hitman. Guido and Anthony. Right. As a, but by Bob Innitz, a 54-year-old Northern California man who forwards any serious inquiries to law enforcement. To what? What a rat. Law enforcement. What? Why would snitch. he do such a thing? Oh, this is a snitch site. Which means you might be able to go to it at this point, right? Like maybe it's okay because it's just you don't put any information in. So we Probably who, just wouldn't. We know who the registrar is. I yeah. wouldn't recommend it. Don't I'm, go to this website. Just saying. Right. Err on the side of caution. Uh, fair enough. Just saying. Uh, Ennis launched the site 16 years ago oh, as part of it, it. So it's been around. I wonder like how old it looks. You know, like <laughs> is it is it the old website looking thing or is it like does it have a newer feel to it? You know. 
So because like the newer websites all have like the the three dashes on the top for if yeah. you want more, you know what I mean? Like all the new websites have a certain style to them, but the old yeah. websites th- were like kind of all over the place. I think what makes me feel old is when I picture the old websites. I picture like the HTML websites from the nineties, right? And like sixteen years ago was still two thousand five. Oh God, it does. <laughs> oh, I feel old. Thanks, Richie. Richie. I'm sorry. Had to be that guy. Come on. <laughs> it went through my head, too, because I'm like, no, it can't be the old site because it's from 2005. Ancient history Ancient here on Free Talk Live. Uh, he, he launched it as part of an internet security business that never went anywhere. Instead, it served as a honeypot of sorts, attracting people who want to hire professional killers. Oh For wine, it didn't go well. Oh, no, you don't say. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> There's a lot of Captain Obvious going on here. Uh, she was arrested within days of seeking out an assassin and pleaded guilty earlier this month to solicitation of murder and using a computer to commit a crime. Under her plea agreement, she faces at least nine years in prison when she's sentenced in January. Wow. Imagine being married to this lady. What? Could, because she is trying to kill her ex-husband? Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean that's kind of... N- no, I don't want to imagine that, but also... Like, filling out a form on a website, does that really constitute a crime, according to, mm, you know, the non-aggression principle? The intent is there. I don't know. Like, I would feel bad for this lady because she kind of got set up. But on the other hand, she was trying to murder somebody and she must be, you know, I don't want to be mean, but she sounds like an idiot if she fell for this. Rentahitman.com. I mean, understood. come on. Understood. Come I'm on. Just- just trying to think like i'm trying to think of captain's question yes the the intent is obviously there but generally speaking uh, my definition of a crime which is derived mostly from maritime law uh is a person or property must be harmed and it sounds like nobody was harmed here so i kind of get your point you don't have to wait to actually be harmed to defend yourself against a threat that's true i guess we are talking about a threat and likely a credible one based on the actions that have been taken. So we'll talk more about, and there's more to this article too, we'll talk more about rentahitman.com here on Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160 if you'd like to voice your thoughts. More Free Talk Live is next. everybody thank you for tuning in to free talk live what is free talk live well we're a live call-in radio broadcast radio talk program nationally syndicated also streaming on several websites and platforms etc and so on where you could call in and take control of the airwaves talk about whatever's on your mind the telephone number in the studio is 603 283 6160. Again, 603 283 6160. In the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me, Nikki. And Richie Rich. If you're a jilted lover and you want to off your significant other, you should not go to rentahitman.com. We, we have a brave soul 
artists out there who went to the website and sent me screenshots. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you describe it to us? Uh, again, it's 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 a newer website. It's got the little hamburger menu. Okay. Nice little color scheme. Uh, so it's kind of up to date. It's not like an old uh, leftover 90s, early aughts not, kind not, of thing. Not one of those. And you can actually leave a, a Yelp review. So if you like what you've seen here and are happy with our services, feel free to leave a Yelp review. Thank you. Guido. Does it show how many stars they've got? No, I'm also not clicking on that. Right, I don't blame you. But I wonder, Five stars. I wonder if you could go to Yelp right, and check out renttohitman.com and see if that pops up. Right Would it be bad if I did that? I don't know. We're, it's on, we're on shaky ground yeah. here. Yeah, I know. So maybe not. I don't need- I'm just curious. I just want to see. Yes. Maybe later. Yes. Maybe cu- at somebody else's house. You could be curious for five to ten in a moment. Curiosity killed the cat. So we were talking about uh, this lady, Mrs. Wine, Miss Wine, arguably. Sure. Ms. Wine? I don't know. what. You know. Ms. now. <laughs> Mrs. Past Tense. Uh, who's age 52, apparently, so a little older than I am, which means yep. she's probably not all that technologically adept. You, know, you would have I'm, to not be to fall for this. I'm on the I'm on the top end of the technology curve for my age group. Okay, but that doesn't mean like you know compared to people who are younger than me, I'm you know I'm definitely not at the top of their technological edge, yep. if you will. So uh, yeah, I could I, see somebody. I don't do 52. the TikToks either. Yeah, I could see the fifty. Hey, I don't. Even, I don't. How come Instagram isn't a cocaine vending machine? I don't understand. <laughs> it should be libertarian paradise. It absolutely should be. So there's more to this article. Yes. So as you said, Wine52 is not the only one who's gotten stuck in Innes' digital trap. About 650 to 700 people have contacted him since he first registered the website in 2005. 700 people. Eh, for 16 years old, I mean, that seems like a large number, but I don't, you know. Okay. How many, how many, how many hits does a normal website get kind of a thing? Including some 400. How many hits? Oh, yeah. Rimshot that one. Uh, Some 400 who, like wine, filled out his service request form, which requires users to give their names, email addresses, and phone numbers, along with same information of their targets. Okay. Okay, so I'm just going to go back to the first rule of the internet. What was it? Don't use your real name on the internet. Don't use your real stuff online because you know people will steal it and use it for purposes that you don't want them using it it was a lot cooler back then when everyone had a, a handle instead yeah right that's where captain kickass comes from right and then facebook came along and made everyone like id verify and you have to use your real name uh, unless you're just starting a new facebook account okay yeah you've been over that <laughs> but eventually they catch up to you yeah. or they try to there are however still something like I think over a thousand Richard craniums okay. on the Facebook, but Facebook the the social medias I think is what destroyed the handles. Yes, right. Facebook and then Twitter to get your blue check mark. You have to have your real name yeah. on there. Right, right. I don't right. want a blue check mark. So jokes on them. I w- I wanted to open a Twitter account where my name first name blue last name check mark. Okay. <laughs> and you haven't done this because I I closed my Twitter account. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't need a sock account. I'm sorry. I've interrupted your story, Richard. Okay. Go ahead. No, it, it was relevant. Tangent. Uh, Innes vets the entries, which comes in at a clip of about eight to ten a month these days. That still seems like a lot. I, you know, just when you think there might be some hope for humankind, 
uh, you find out there's a bunch of wannabe murderous MFers who are apparently stupid enough to go to rentahitman.com to try and fulfill their murderous intentions. Like, do people think that this is a normal service? Like, people, do they not realize that this is something that you would have to, like, you know, go to the dark web for or, you know, they just think that it's like finding a plumber? Well, like like we were talking about a little bit during the break, there's plenty of older people that fall for scams all the time. And so if those, you know, if it's those, if it's that age range of people who are like looking for this service, eh, maybe they don't know enough about it. So the good news, he tosses the crank entries. So at least some of those, right, are just people. I'm sure he's going to get a lot more now. Right. So again, if Richard Cranium went to this site and filled out their their form, first name Richard, last name Cranium, Cranium, you know, Richard Cranium at richardcranium.com for the email address. Uh, he might toss that one out, is what you're saying? Maybe. But if he can verify the existence of the person requesting a hitman and the target they want murdered, he forwards the information to one of Rent-A-Hitman's 17,985 field operatives, which just so happens to be the approximate number of law enforcement agencies in the country. <laughs> what? So this guy isn't a cop that we're aware of. No, uh, but yet started a security service back in the day, and then this was what. Became and, and now he's literally farming leads to law enforcement for potential uh, murder for hires. Right, and so all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind, me kind neither. All these years later, he's still a little dumbfounded. People don't realize this site is bogus. I don't get it. In his told the Washington Post, people are just stupid. <laughs> I mean, round of applause to this guy for coming to the conclusion that, uh, yes, people are indeed just stupid. And as a quote to the Washington Post, so that, you know, Innes launched his website not as a way to catch criminals, but as a possible business venture. From 2003 to 2005, he studied network security and was considering opening a business that would test a company's online infrastructure for vulnerabilities. He was also collecting domain names in the hopes of reselling them for a profit. With both of those ventures in mind, he registered rentahitman.com on February 5th, 2005, playing on a double meaning of the word hit, which can refer to attacking a system as well as online views. Oh, oh I, I see. get it now. He's thinking about like white hat uh, hackers, right? And testing a, a system. Like you pen know. testing. Right. Yeah. Okay. That I get the double entendre. As a wordsmith yourself. Well, yeah. Semi-wordsmith. In June of that year, he was getting ready to graduate from Empire College School of Business in Santa Rosa, California, and decided to put the domain up for auction. When he received no serious offers, <laughs> Innes let the site languish. Wait, wait. Does that mean he received some non-serious offers? Like, I'll give you a dollar for your website. I mean, I might throw that out there if I, you know, just to see. You got to start the negotiation somewhere if you really want the site. He left it on autopilot and forgot about it. Then in 2008... Innes opened up the inbox for all email accounts tied to the website. He found 250 to 300 that had a bast. Most of them asking, uh, most of them one-liners asking questions. How much for services? Do you operate in this or that country? How much would you charge to take out so and so? I just have. Are uh, you hiring? I have the echo of Ron Popeil, the founder of Ronco. Yes. In, in my, said it and, and forget, forget it. it. Yes. I like the are you hiring one. Right. That's why I wanted to get that one out. Are you hiring? Considering a career in... Are you trying to moonlight, Nikki? 
I mean, no. I know, I know, you got your own business, and then you do this, and you know, you've got some medical training. We'll you, see. You we'll see how desperate I get. Really branching out, huh? <laughs> that would be quite the dichotomy, right? Like nurse by day, life and death. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, listeners. I'm not qualified. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> These people were serious, and it said, "I wasn't really prepared for any of that." He closed the inbox and did nothing because none of the messages sounded any alarms. Then in 2010, he got an email from a woman named Helen. In her message, Helen said she was from the UK, but stranded in Canada. Her situation was urgent. Several people had built her out of her father's inheritance, and she wanted revenge by killing three of them. Ennis was in Los Angeles helping his brother move when he received his her, her first message in the morning. He didn't do anything, but then a second email hit his inbox around 4 p.m., when he finally got in front of a computer, he verified the names and addresses of the people Helen wanted killed. Okay, this sounds like a really poor written plot to like a CBS, you know, produced drama show made for TV or or maybe even a Lifetime Network, you know, movie something like that. Those are coming for Christmas, man. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Have you considered hiring a hitman to take out your ex? Or being a hitman? Our number two of Free Talk Live is coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com free talk live the telephone number the magic digits that you need to participate and get your voice on almost a couple hundred radio stations uh, as well as internet streams all around the globe in all four corners of the globe is 603-283-6160. Grab a Sharpie and write it on your significant other's forehead right now. 603-283-6160. And that is the studio call-in line for free. Write it backwards on your forehead so you can read it the right way in a mirror. It's a great idea. Even That's why we keep you around, Richie Rich. Or change the direction of a hurricane, because I heard Sharpies used to be able to do that, too. Oh, wow. You remember that, when Trump moved the hurricane? Path of the hurricane? <laughs> no. I didn't get the reference okay. at first, but... <laughs> no, I... I oh, my head. Okay. 603 Someone out there who hates Trump will get it. 6160 is the phone number. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. I uh, do want to tell you that 
BitBox is a 100% open source hardware wallet that mitigates a lot of problems that hardware wallets sometimes have. Yes, I'm talking about a cryptocurrency hardware wallet called BitBox. And we're giving one away here on Free Talk Live. All you have to do is subscribe to our Odyssey channel at video.freetalklive.com. Then toot a screenshot of your subscription to ARIA, A-R-I-A, on our social media server, which you can find at social.freetalklive.com. We'll be choosing a winner at random on an upcoming episode of Freer Talk Live. Or you can just buy one now at box.freetalklive.com, where you can get 5% off using the code FTL, as in Free Talk Live. That's 5% off using code FTL at box.freetalklive.com. All right. Uh, we're still talking about this <laughs> from GreenwichTime.com. This article that Richie Rich, I don't know how you found him, I'm not going to ask. Uh, perhaps he went to a website that you know you shouldn't have gone to to find this. It just, it shows up in my newsfeed, man. I have like the list of sites. Remember the old RSS system? Don't give away system? your secrets. I'm not giving it away. Just I would do this anyway, right? Just, remember the old RSS system? Yes. Every time I find a good source, I just bump it into my RSS feed, and then as I'm cycling through news articles, I have a, a long list of sources. And so you just scrolls through and you're like "Ooh, that looks good that's what i do that's how i come up with the weird stuff that i do for show prep man well you certainly do come up with the the crazy weird stuff i try i'm only here once a week and i figure everyone calls you know all the other hosts cover the important you know the hard-hitting news of the week and so the weird is my like that's my go sunday fun day sunday Sunday fun fun day day. there you go So where were we at? Uh, we were talking about... So Innes uh, got an email from a chick named Helen. Right. And he verified the information. And then I can tell that this lady was hell-bent on having these three people murdered, he said. But he gave Helen a possible out. The same one he still gives everyone, including wine. Before relaying their information to police, he sent an email with two questions. Do you still require our services, and do you want me to place you in contact with a field operator? Well, I mean, he's not lying about the field operator. Well, he defined it himself. Those aren't leading questions at all. He's not trying to, you know. All right, go on. All right. Helen did. So he reached out to a friend, a sergeant in a police department, who then called uh, Canadian authorities and said, Police found Helen, he said, adding that she served about four months behind bars on a charge of soliciting to commit murder before she was hauled back to the UK. Innes said he learned that three people she, uh, excuse me, Innes said that he learned the three people she was targeting were her family members, but they were never hurt. Wait, so didn't she get what she wanted? Wasn't what she wanted was she was stranded in Canada and she wanted to get back to the UK? I mean, if, so, if you want to put it like that. She's still, I mean, nobody died, but she still got back to the UK. That is a roundabout way to like achieve your goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably wasn't what she had in mind, but you are right. Yeah. I mean... Four months in jail, it's character building. <laughs> uh, wasn't, there a, wasn't there a story about like uh, some some folks coming over from the Mexican border, they'd sneak across... And then they would purposely get arrested. Oh, yeah. To get the free ride back to be deported yeah. back to Mexico. It was it was I've, it was the, the that, uh, coyotes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They would they would bring people over, get deported back to Mexico, and bring another crew over. Like right. that's a brilliant way to cut your cost in half. Yep. 
2014, Innis added that the service request form, oh, Innis added the service request form, essentially creating the version that still exists today. Helen was the first inquiry serious enough for Innis to vet and hand over to law enforcement, but not the last. There was Devin Fauber, the, the then 20-year-old who in 2018 tried to hire someone to kill his ex-girlfriend and her parents, whom he blamed for the couple's breakup. He then planned to kidnap his ex's three-year-old daughter so he could raise her. What is wrong with what? people? All right, I'm sorry. I just, you know. People- I could be a really good father to her, he told the undercover investigator. He thought was a hitman. But I need those three people taken out before I can do anything. So I love how he's like trying to murder people, but he's like, but I would be such a great dad if these people were just dead. You know, sometimes the in-laws, right, can be very, very annoying. I mean, I know plenty of people who are married and, you know, one or the other hates the in-laws of the other one. Right. You know, there's some sort of animosity there for whatever reason, uh, you know, personalities clash, whatever, that kind of thing. I, however, know very few people that, I mean, maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, I don't have a good enough relationship with these people to know that they would not go to a website to try and find a hitman to kill their I in-laws mean, or their significant other. Maybe I don't. At least not on that kind of website, right? Like, I'm sure that stuff exists on the dark web somewhere. I would it, imagine. I would imagine. Um, the, I mean, I don't know what the work rate for hitmen are. They exist somewhere out there. I yeah. don't know any personally, but it's it's a career path you could choose to follow. I think it's pretty pricey to hire a hitman, I would assume. Well, it's somewhere it was like $15,000 on... I thought that was low. I Doesn't so. that seem low? That's... It seems low based on what the movies tell you hits cost. Yeah. Well, just on... Well, I mean, we've been talking about inflation a lot here. Free talk okay. lot. So like fifteen grand ain't what it used to be. You know what I mean? Like it seems low. It's only like a quarter of a Bitcoin. Uh, more than a decade after renttohitman.com fooled Helen, the website is still bamboozling people. Inesetti currently is helping law enforcement as they investigate two of his would-be customers, so folks are still using the website to try to hire professional killers. Even after it's received a fair amount of media attention, including a Rolling Stones article last year. <laughs> that- <laughs> it was in a Rolling Stone. That's great. Right. That's fantastic, and I would I would have I would have hoped that much like you know the bump in views and requests that after we're talking about it here, uh, that that would have been like jokers messing around, right? right? Yeah, you know, pranksters. Uh, back in southeastern Michigan on July seventeenth, twenty twenty, the field operative wine was waiting for at the Dixie Cafe. Eventually showed up. He got in the passenger side of her gray Ford EcoSport, where she accused her ex husband of being a pedophile. She described him in detail and told the hitman his address, place of employment, and the times he left work and got home. She gave him a down payment of $200 and then agreed to pay $5,000 when the job was done. Okay, again, you know, I, I don't mean to sound like a frugal bastard, but like, this seems cheap. This seems really cheap. This seems like the kind of cheap you can get at rentahitman.com. <laughs> rent a center. It, it would be it would be different if it was like rentadiscounthitman.com, okay. right? Then okay, these numbers make sense. Are we going to are we going to register that during the break? <laughs> Discounthitman.info. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. Go ahead. Let's not. <laughs> the field operative did not kill her ex instead well, the Nikki, Michigan you said State. You needed the work, right? I kind of do. <laughs> 
All you're doing is running a website. What harm can that get you into? <laughs> Ross Holbrook. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Yeah. The, <laughs> the field operative did not kill her ex. Instead, the Michigan State Police Trooper filed the report that would lead to her arrest. Inesetti thinks Wine's case is another instance in which his website saved a life. 603-283-6160. Do you think a $200 down payment and a $5,000 uh, total would, would get you a hitman to take out your significant other? Or I'll your do it for four. In-laws? Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for listening. It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number in the studio, if you would like to join us, is 603-283-6160. We've got some calls on hold, and we'll get to those shortly. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. Uh, Richie, there's just a little bit left of this, right? I wanted to finish let's, this up because the, the end is hilarious. Let's do that. At least I think so. So, uh, for those of you just tuning in, uh, this is an article from GreenwichTime.com about uh, some folks who have visited the website rentahitman.com and hilarity ensues because, yeah, it is a not, uh, it's not a service provider uh, and, in fact, will lead to law enforcement. Field operatives. Field operatives. Right. If, if you fill out your actual information. Uh, so from Innes, she was hell-bent on seeking revenge to take out her ex-husband, and she never did her homework. Wine did have a moment of doubt and hesitation when she first reached out to a Guido and rent a hitman. In her initial email, she outlined who she wanted killed and why. She said she could pay some money for the outsourced wet work, but was not a rich person. Then she expressed a shred of incredulity about the whole hiring a professional killer on the open internet situation. Quote, this is kind of weird that your company is not on the deep or dark web, she wrote, according to Ennis. I prefer not to go to jail. Thank you for your time. So wouldn't she just go to the dark web if she was looking for a website on the dark web? You would think. But no. she was she was like the little red flag, like right there, like she, she was knew. so close. She was so, like, uh, this is why aren't you on the dark web? Like, how do you get away with this? No. Lady, why aren't you on the dark web? It sounds like <laughs> like we don't know that she didn't. Well, if she did, she didn't find what she was looking for and decided to go with the cheaper service at rentahitman.com. <laughs> Which, again, should be relabeled as rentadiscounthitman.com based on the pricing that we've, we've read about here tonight on Free Talk Live. $200 down payment for a hitman? And a $5,000 total? Like, that seems inexpensive. Although, I guess, you know, what is the price of a human life these days? So, it's it's funny because generally a home birth midwife will charge around $5,000 with like a $200 <laughs> down payment. So, it's just funny huh. to me that it's like you can bring a life into the world for five grand or you can take one out of the... This is really, st- this is really starting grand. to work I mean, into like, your budget of day and night. I mean, the market does sort of, you know, make its own, yeah. you know, value so, known. It's just funny, you know, what is a life worth? It depends. What do you mean by that? I just feel like we, you go to the tattoo shop, right? And they got like the 
pictures up there and it's like you know this is your two hundred dollar tattoo yep this is your two thousand dollar tattoo and this is your five thousand dollar tattoo right and you like you can see the quality difference yep so if you're like picking out a hitman you're like you're in the category one if you're only putting down a two hundred dollar down payment <laughs> of like the type of service you're going to get from this guy <sighs> if right. you get any service at all let's uh let's go to some of your calls and thoughts yeah. uh, let's go to sarah in new mexico sarah you're on free talk live Oh yes, am I am I on? You are on the air. Yes. You hear me? Yes. Uh, hey, Ian, you remember two years ago I was trying to get those mobile speeding units back? Well, it has been booted. Ian. It's Ian's not back. here. It's not in. Who am I yeah. talking to? Uh, I am Captain Kickass, and he is Richie Rich and Nikki Sunshine. <laughs> okay, well, I I used to call from Albuquerque, and uh, they got rid of the red light cameras and speeding vans. Yep. But we're getting our speeding units back. About Why? 18 of those. Um, well, the counselors have devoted, like there's nine city counselors, and eight of them said that they're going to want them back. And so we're going to get like maybe five stationary speeding cameras at the intersections and about 18 mobile speeding units back because um, we have the worst drivers ever. I it's, mean, it's because times are tough and the state needs money. Oh, well, how about we're number to, yeah. one in pedestrian fatalities? They're trying. They figure that they run the bums off the well, freeway. Wait, wait, Sarah. The, what kind of driver are you that New Mexico is number one in fatalities? Well, that's a statistic. We ran over and killed about ninety-seven pedestrians. She, you did on average each year. Yes, uh, per two million people, one point eight million people. We kill about ninety-seven. About forty. About forty of them are from this. Albuquerque area, and then the rest of them, they just went over and killed elsewhere. So it sounds like you don't even need to hire a hitman. You can just send them on vacation to Albuquerque. <laughs> and Sarah will run them over for you. <laughs> well, um, I'm not going to run them over, but a drunk driver will over here. If you if you want to get... Well, yeah, you got you to gotta get lubed up before you commit murder, of course. You take the edge off. Yeah, you're going to you know, get some... What do you like to drink, Sarah? Tequila? No, I don't drink any alcohol, but oh. people like to drink and drive here. And uh, am, I, am I talking to In? You sound like In. No, In's yeah, in, no, not no, here. No, it's the captain. No, the no, Reverend Captain thanks. Kickass. Okay, All white so, guys sound but you guys don't know. Yeah, New Mexico, that, the bad drivers here are, are um, like their tornadoes and hurricanes and tycoons. Instead of earthquakes, we got like drunk drivers and people that run the stop signs and red light cameras here. So I mean, red lights and uh, it's just uh, per capita, it's really bad. Can you safely run a stop sign? Well, yep. I mean, well, do yep. I do it all the time. Okay. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's just uh, what you call it—a rollover stop. You just kind yeah, of roll over. It's a California cool. stop. Right? There's one of those right down the street up here. There is, yeah. Yeah, In fact, you can't. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a neighbor that likes to complain when people don't stop for the stop sign. Oh, the one right down the street? No, that one's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sarah, good luck with those, and uh, I hope it goes well. Good luck on your, uh, you know, whatever it is. You hope what to goes well? Yeah. The state extorting money from innocent uh, drivers? Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, let's go to <laughs> Richard, also calling from New Mexico. Richard, Mr. Cranium. Yeah, I appreciate you taking my call. Uh it's kind of a coincidence I follow up somebody else from Albuquerque. It sure is. You have no yeah. idea what's coming next. What's yeah. on your mind tonight, Richard? Well, 
I want to talk about the uh, crime that's in Albuquerque. Uh, lately on the news here, they've been touting how great it is for visitors to come to Albuquerque and New Mexico. Not if they're getting they, run over by people around Sarah. Well, yeah, I encountered quite a few uh, crazy drivers myself during the daytime. Most of the people are uh, texting or doing other things besides paying attention to their driving. But I want to point out that Look, if you can't put on your makeup on your way to work, do you really even deserve a job? Well, that's very true, my goodness. Uh, But Albuquerque this year has set a record for the most homicides in a year. We're up to about 104 homicides, and we broke a record that was set last year of 80 homicides. Is is Rent-A-Hitman based in New Mexico? I think it was California. (laughs) Well, he, he should come to Albuquerque. I'm sure he's good business. But I talk, I talk long enough, people. So I appreciate you taking my call. For people that are listening, do not come to Albuquerque in New Mexico. Okay, thank you, Richard. We appreciate the call. More Free Talk Live is coming up next. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. Yes, welcome back, everybody. It is freetalklive.com. Are we freetalklive.com? Uh, yes, we are. Yeah. Yes, we are. I should know this. Sorry, I was thinking about rentahitman.com. <laughs> we covered extensively in our, our previous segments. It's, Mr. Creamy. Are they I'm doing a Black kidding. Friday sale? Cyber Monday, rather? Who? Uh, rentahitman.com? Yeah. I don't oh, know. I don't know. I mean, the, you can't get much cheaper than 200 bucks for know, down right? payment. There was one website that I was really hoping was going to have a Black Friday sale, and they didn't. I was very disappointed. Lame. Uh, it was like a the, the giant bath towel company or something like that. Big bath towels. It's like huge bath towels, but they're like 50 bucks each. I mean, I could get down with that, you know? Well, but if it was like 35 or 40 bucks, I would have gotten down As a man of girth, I appreciate a uh, decent-sized bathtub. Well, I will send you the link later. But they do not have a Black Friday sale, and I don't know if they have a Cyber Monday sale. So no. They Even went if with they it. don't, I, I may I may patronize their establishment. Okay. But, they went uh, without my money this year. Well, you know, they've done poor advertising, because I've never heard of them. So. 
Nice. It, actually, I heard of him because it showed up on my social media feed. You like, hey, you look. Right I got I'm like, hey, but it was. I was interested in. It. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna remember this. And when Black Friday rolls around, I'm gonna see if they have an ad, and I'm gonna patronize. And no, you know, no sale, no patronage. Hey, uh, we've been doing a new segment here on Free Talk Live for the last several days. New and, segment. Uh, uh, it's something we hope to continue. It's called quotes from nobody. And uh, weird. for those of you who aren't aware, on March 16th, the Free Talk Live studios that we're broadcasting from right now were raided by, I think, six different government agencies, the FBI, the IRS, the post office, the keen cops were here, the state cops were here. Uh, they used battering rams to bash in the windows and doors. They broke door frames. There was extensive damage done to the building. Those were field operatives. They were field operatives. But at any rate, six people were arrested. Uh, one of them, uh, they've all been released on some sort of bail conditions, uh, which are horrible. One of them has actually been, uh, his freedom of speech has been taken away, and that is the person known as Nobody, formerly known as Rich Paul. Uh, he was a co-host here on Free Talk Live, and he is not allowed to participate. He's not allowed to do this job. He's not allowed to sit down in a chair and talk about freedom on the radio. Amongst other things. Amongst other things. And so somebody has taken it upon themselves to go back into the archives. This is a person named somebody. Yes. Actually, it's a person named Bonnie, a okay. current co-host. <laughs> uh, she's taken it upon herself to go and dig up some of the most quotable things that nobody has said. And we're just going to feature a different quote from nobody every day. I love it. Uh, if you want to learn more about the Crypto 6, please go to thecrypto6.com. There's a couple of videos up there that'll tell you the whole story uh, in a much better fashion than I can here in you know 15 seconds. But this is today's quote from nobody. Different people evaluate risk differently. That's part of how mankind became what it is. Different people make decisions of different qualities. And by doing so, they ensure their own survival or destruction. And that is our right. We don't know for sure what's true. I let people make their own decisions because nobody knows how to do it better than you do. And that's a quote from nobody. Uh, New Hampshire governor primary debate, August 28th of 2020. There you go. All right. Uh, we're going to go to Yo Mama, also known as uh, David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yo Mama. Mr. Cranium. <laughs> it's never going to get old, is it? <laughs> what is on your mind never tonight? Gets old. Not, after decades and decades and decades of that joke, it never gets old. Yo mama's so big when she sits around the house, she sits around the house. Mm-hmm. What's on your mind tonight, David? So I, oh, I, I, I didn't get a chance to address uh, a conversation between Ian and Jerome last night, so let me address it now. Okay. And I'm... I was surprised that Ian didn't think of something, or it appears that he didn't think of something that I expected him to, and that is this. Can you recap the conversation to, first, though, for listeners who did not listen last night, present company included? Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was just doing right now. The, I have not seen the video or the story or the images. I'm only going on what I heard on Free Talk Live. Okay. And uh, But the, there's a, there was an incident... Uh, 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 coincidentally, timing-wise, after the the recent, uh, what, Rittenhouse self-defense, there was a guy in Texas that got in a dispute with a step-parent, a father of a kid who got in a dispute with a step-parent of the kid, 
and the and one dude shot the other dude after an altercation mm-hmm. um and the what was being debated between Jerome and Ian was uh the validity of the self defense claim um and Ian uh stood on the side of that it was self defense and the guy that shot the guy had a right to do it cuz the the guy had grabbed the gun and and I actually agree in varying degrees with both Ian and Jerome, but I was surprised that Ian didn't uh, invoke what I see, consider to be a libertarian angle in that the reason that the biological father was upset in, in at the instance uh, regarding picking up his son and he ended up uh, in an altercation and got shot and is now dead is because the state, the government, the gang, the organized crime, the mafia uh, trafficked his child, his son. He was the biological father. And yes, I'm presuming things. Um, however, uh, I think if we explored the facts, we would have, we would find out that indeed, like my children, that were that I proved at the New Mexico Court of Appeals with a unanimous decision saying that uh, M. Monica Zamora and John J. Romero, both judges in New Mexico, illegally trafficked my children. Um, I think we would find out a similar thing happened in the case of this father. Yeah, and so a, I'm surprised. That it, it's, a go good, ahead. it's a good point, uh, and something I hadn't thought of. I've since watched that video again, and my conclusion is the same as it was last night and seeing it the first time. I only saw it briefly, like during a break. And so, uh, you know, I made a point of watching the video again, uh, the gentleman who was, you know, sort of doing the threatening uh, was a much larger man than the gentleman who was being threatened. And so that guy went inside and got a gun. He did ask the threatening gentleman to leave the property, which he did not. He fired a warning shot at the ground. Which you don't do. Which, you know, okay, but he did, right? Like, hey, dude, I asked you to leave. Warning shot. Bang. And then the the threatening dude was like, I will take that gun away from you and use it on you. And he reached and grabbed the gun as if to disarm the guy with the gun who asked him to leave his property. And the, you know, the smaller guy with the gun wrestled the gun away and then did shoot the other guy. That's what I saw. Those are, you know, in my mind, the facts of the situation that happened in that video. Um, Right. It is interesting. Yeah, you you bring up an interesting point in that, like, there is some sort of state mandated, you know, oh, well, you know, parent A can have custody only for this period of time. And that, you know, the threatening guy and the axe were coming to sort of pick up the kids who were at, like, grandma's house or something, uh, you know, which, you know, all of this, assumably, is mandated by the state. Right. So in the in the instant, in the moment, the it, it looks like a valid self-defense thing. However, that episode would have never happened had the state not presumably trafficked his son. I mean, this is a biological father and he's coming to pick up his biological son and somebody's standing in the way of him having a free uh, communication with the interaction uh, with his own son. And presumably he was not barred from seeing his son by any court order because he was there to pick up his son. It was just a heated thing that happens all the time between biological parents and non-biological parents. And and, and the event would have never, or presumably, could have never happened if things were handled in a non-mafia-type manner by our government. Excellent points, David, and thank you for the call tonight. 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. If you haven't seen that video, you can check out 
uh, our social media pages. If you don't know where that, just visit social.freetalklive.com. You can find that. Uh, go have a look at the video. Decide for yourself. More Free Talk Live is next. Yes, come on and listen to Free Talk Live seven days a week from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, you can call 603-283-6160 and join the program. Get your voice on hundreds of radio stations plus internet streams and we're on some satellite channels and you know there's probably pirate radio stations carrying us and we are the voice of freedom free talk live in the studio tonight it's myself the captain nikki and rich rich we've been telling you about how intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and for the first time, it's available on an exchange. You can create an account over at xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com with just an email address so you can keep your privacy intact. You can then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, then buy ITR. That's the Intercoin Investor Token. Learn more about Intercoin Vision at intercoin.org. And now you can buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. All around the globe. Sluice stuff. Sluice stuff. Instagram. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Richie Rich is showing me a thing for those of you who aren't watching the the video feed, and that's why I'm saying words that don't make any sense to you over the radio. But let's go to but your... go ahead and Google those too. <laughs> let's go ahead and go to the phones. We've got Major Payne calling from somewhere in Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Kevin. Good to talk to you. Um, number one, it's good to uh, know that Sarah's still alive. I mean, we hadn't heard from her for like two and a half years. I know, right? We were lamenting about how she hadn't called yeah. in so long. We just figured she had passed on. During the break, yeah. we were talking about one of the interesting things is she now apparently has a radio, which she didn't have before. That's true. Well, how did she listen to the show? She dude? didn't. She just called in. She just had the number and called? Yeah. But now she's listening. Apparently. I think, I, I'm pretty sure she used to live on the res, and she might not have had electricity. I don't know. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. All right, what what else is on your mind, Major? Well, um, yeah, number two, uh, old Scott there from Arizona. I I hope that uh, Nagy's been riding around there, or New Mexico, I guess it is. He's been riding that nag around there for 20 years, and I hope it uh, holds up on him better than the one he married. Which guy are you talking about? The caller? Yeah, Scott from New Mexico. Scott, we had the guy that just called any hours. Grace about this. Oh, David. This, yeah, it's David, not Scott. David. Okay, my bad. My bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, now to be fair, so, yeah, I mean he does that, but like David has been through the rigmarole. The state really has effed him in the A. I know, I know, and they've they've done the same to me, bud. But, yeah. You know, you gotta just get up and pull your boots up. Thank you, you sir. May I have another? 
you can't lament forever. Oh, he's going to test that theory. Well, we shall see. I hope he prevails. I don't think he's got the dead president yeah, to do it. But the well, legal system is a hell of a thing to overcome. No, he and I have already had the discussion on air, too, no less, that it's probably going to be that his children reach adulthood and then can just come and see him whenever before the state takes any action, even though he has literally won. Like, the state has said, you win, here's the judgment, and then hasn't done anything about the judgment. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's... Yeah. Yeah, dead, dead, pa- paper file 13. Yeah. Tubular. yeah. Circular file. I'd be pissed, too, if I was him, honestly. Anything else on your mind, Major? Well, yeah, there's a couple things I wanted to touch on. One I've been trying to do for four calls now, but I never seem to get to it because something you guys have been talking about otherwise intrigues me. All right, do it. But what came upon my mind this evening was uh, the South African variation. Oh, the moronic right. variation. Yeah, yeah, that was your, uh, yeah, your what? How do you? Uh, I don't uh, Omicron a- 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 anagram. Yeah. yeah, it's where you take like the, the planet the from Futurama. Yes, but uh, anyway. About two weeks ago, I called in, and somehow, in the end of the conversation, this South African thing and how they hadn't been infected came up. And then, bang! And I mentioned during that call that I wonder if it might be their resistance to the uh, malaria, you know, been taking some kind of a quinine variant or whatever forever. And then about five, seven callers later, a cat calls in and says, that indeed the tribal people there do meet every Saturday or whatever, and they have their little pill party and take whatever it is to, uh, you know, reprieve the malaria from their system. And I was thinking a long time ago, the Wuhan lab has never been shut down. We're still throwing dead presidents into that damn thing. Yep. You think they're not trying to figure out how to re-manipulate this thing to overcome whatever variants you know, that they have not surmised. Or they're the releasing the variants themselves. Scientists. That's what I think. I oh, think that's did you hear that Major Richie Rich opined that they're releasing the variants themselves? Well they are and they aren't. Because this thing is like the flu. It does have the ability to mutate. A buddy of mine that is very knowledgeable told me in probably the first nine months there was five hundred variations. Yeah, we actually talked about that here on Free Talk Live, about how they said that there were already over 200 variations, and this is early on, like during the lockdown. Yeah, this was way early on, just after it was released. Like I said, this cat of mine told me there was five right then and there. Well, because this this is what... Alex Jones or any of the other crazies were on it. So this is what a coronavirus naturally does, right? It's coronaviruses range from the common cold to things that are far worse. So their natural makeup is to mutate rapidly. That's why we have a flu shot, but we don't have a shot against the common cold. Because you can't really vaccinate against it because it's just going to continue to duplicate much faster than most other viruses would. So that's why, like, like I got COVID. I tested positive for it twice. And, you know, it was like a mild dry cough and then I couldn't smell or taste for like a day. But then I know other people who got it and they were far sicker than me and had way different symptoms. So it seems like we're, you know, when you take the COVID test, it's like you're just being tested and hope you have the cold. You have some form of the coronavirus and there it is. But it's 
kind of just like any other coronavirus. I don't think there's particularly anything special about it other than the fact that it was probably, you know, genetically mutated and created, you know, it was genetically engineered in a lab. And I do think that they are kind of releasing out Delta variant, Omicron or whatever I, it's called. I, I figure that the uh, the vaccinations and the boosters are causing the variants to happen faster than they would had we just like, you know, let our bodies sort it out. And I don't know if you guys yeah. have noticed, but so they've just released, you know, now children's Five to eleven years old can get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. So parents all over the world are like jumping on this. They're like, "Yeah, this is great. This is what the media is telling us to do." So they're vaccinating their kids. Now all of a sudden we have a giant spike in five to eleven year olds getting COVID. Right once they started vaccinating the kids. So I think the vaccine kind of either weakening your immune system or giving you COVID. I think that theory is probably pretty spot on. Major? Yeah, well, let, let, let's harpoon the baby seals. That's what we should do. Yeah, give it to the children. Um, as far as the blood flow thing, what this does is this puts a, a round blood cell, it puts spikes on it. You remember sickle cell anemia? Mm-hmm. How back in the day they used to complain and they'd show you little clips about the log jams of the harpoons getting... They look like boomerangs, yep. and they get hung up in in the uh, you know where the wherever the vessel turned or whatever. There was a constriction, and uh, this thing is even much worse, much worse. My brother-in-law dropped dead. My sister went to uh, grocery shopping, and she come home, found her old man dead on the floor, and he oh. was healthy. I mean, they drank a little wine and but they ate fresh vegetables. How old was he? The healthiest people I knew. How old was he? And she was only like three, four years older than me. He was four or five years older than her. Do you mind saying how old? Oh, let's see. He was uh, probably 70, I bet you. Okay. Stopped. All right. That's yeah, kind was, of the higher risk group he, anyway. He was, he was a beanpole. I mean, like I said, he was healthy. Yeah. And he had never been, he's, you know, other than rheumatism and such, because he'd been a dentist his whole life, he developed joint pain because he yanking too many teeth and just doing too much damn hand work. Yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah, he was in good shape. Hey, Major, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate it. Coming up, we're going to talk about a firefighter is under investigation in L.A. for literally wiping his ass with a vaccine mandate letter. 603-283-6160. Hour number three of Free Talk Live is coming up. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved, to stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down, and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. 
Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for listening to Free Talk Live. We're a live syndicated radio program nationwide as well as globally on the Internet and some radio stations. We try to talk about things from the perspective of peace, freedom, liberty, and prosperity. Our telephone number, if you'd like to join our conversation, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Nikki. And Rich Rich. Now, in the previous hour, we mentioned uh, just before the break that we were going to talk about an L.A. firefighter being investigated for literally wiping his ass with a vaccine mandate letter. Investigated in quotes. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. And why would this call for an investigation? Did he really do it? Like, Do we have a DNA sample? Is this, Pixar didn't happen. Is this necessary to investigate? You know, I, I don't know. But you brought this in from ZeroHedge.com, Richie Rich. I did, because, again, weird stuff, funny stuff, that's that's my jam. Uh, a firefighter in L.A. has been placed on leave and is, is under investigation after he literally wiped his ass with a vaccine mandate now, notification letter. Now, I have a question. Is it literally or literally? I'm going to say it depends on where you're from. Really? And you think that's a regional uh, thing? Maybe. Literally versus literally? And it's also easier for me to say it that way with the tongue ring. Otherwise, it sounds weird. Okay. So I try to over-enunciate things that might be obfuscated by the tongue ring. I mean, I I have no preference uh, how you say it. Literally. I just just don't know. Like, I tend to probably say literally. Literally. Yeah, Yeah. literally. Instead of literally. I don't put the ch sound in there, but, you know, whatever. It's literally, literally. The Los Angeles Times reported the LAFD member responded to receiving the noncompliance letter by dropping his pants and wiping his buttocks with the letter. Good man. Buttocks. <laughs> Such a good word. Buttocks. buttocks. Yeah, it's just I just like the word. The report adds that the firefighter left a fecal matter on the document before dropping it to the ground. According to the uh, Stentorians of Los Angeles City, a group representing African American firefighters. Did he did he like crumple it up first or did he just like and then just, you know, I would hope he crumpled it a little bit, because if he just went with it, you might like paper cut, and that's a sensitive yeah, area, man. Yeah, it sure is. LAFD spokeswoman Cheryl Gatuza told the Times that the department is aware of the seriousness of the allegations and took immediate action upon learning of this incident. I mean, this sounds a lot like, uh, we, we've heard this occasionally, where like somebody's going to quit their job. And they decide to take a dump on their boss's desk. Okay. You know, that's kind of what this reminds me of. They're like, oh, yeah? Well, here, I'm just going to wipe my butt with this letter. Yeah. Or like the public quittings at Walmart where they get on the intercom to let everyone know that, you know. The manager sucks or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Getiza said that the first responder will face the consequences of any inappropriate acts. I wonder what the consequences are for this. Like. Is there something in the firefight the LA firefighters handbook? Is there a rule that says should you wipe your butt with like official documentation, this is the penalty? So I doubt it's it. it's going to be in there now. 
Right, right, of and course fifty years ago, fifty years from now, some newbie firefighter is going to like actually read the handbook, and he's going to wonder why that clause <laughs> is in there. And there's going to be like some myth, legendary story, but you don't know, man. Fifty years ago, Steve just jumped up on the desk and wiped his ass with the document that they sent over. Perhaps that dude a, is a legend. Perhaps there'll be a link to the archive of Free Talk Live <laughs> <laughs> to help explain the situation. And in that no matter how our members react, all city employees must abide by the city ordinance. Either file for an exemption, get vaccinated, or face termination. Like, like death seems extreme. They don't have to kill these firefighters. I mean, job termination? Oh, job termination. Okay. Oh. Not, it, it just not says, extermination. It just faced termination. Okay. I mean, it didn't say job termination. Okay. Sorry, my bad. All my right. bad. I assumed they were going to kill people. That's, I mean... And We've been let, talking about rentahitman.com. You can let COVID run its course, and it'll take care of all the unvaccinated anyway. We've been talking about rentahitman.com and stuff, so I'm, you know, apologize. Okay, so from the firefighter perspective, right? Like, do you anticipate keeping your job after this? It seems like the way to walk out the door with emphasis, yes. right? Well, because he was going to get fired anyways for being unvaccinated. Right. And, you know, yeah. like people try to do the religious exemptions or whatever, but that, that I haven't really seen that to work so in one of those, most cases. This is one of those take this job and shove it actions. Right. Yeah. yeah. So do you, like he's, does he even care? Doubt like, it. Yeah. Oh, no. You either have to file an exemption, get vaccinated, or face termination. He's like, I just wipe my ass with the letter. You think I care that you're about to fire me? Right. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm obviously not coming back. Right. You know, or maybe, maybe they're like, maybe he was such a good firefighter. Okay. That they're like, oh my God, we can't let, I'm, I don't know what his name is. What's his name? Does it mention it? Oh uh, man, I got to double check. Richard. <laughs> Mr. Cranium. <laughs> that was a good call. Bob back. is such a good firefighter that, uh, you know, we got to get him back. Yeah, sure. He wiped his butt with our term, with our uh, yeah, it doesn't mention vaccine that. letter, but like, you know, he was that good. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's always nice to like think that you're that good, that you can get away with stuff like this at your job. Like they wouldn't fire me. I'm good at what I do. <laughs> Something like this, I expect I'd be fired. Yeah, well, that's no what matter saying. what job, right? So, like, why the investigation? Right? Like, what do they do? They really is he going to deny? I mean, it? Unless, no, unless you get a formal investigation, I'm denying that I ever wiped my buttocks. With unless, that unless I was like a product tester for like Charmin. <laughs> Oh, man. Right. Then maybe I might not get fired for this particular thing. But, oops, sorry. I thought it was part of the job. You know? I don't know, man. The bear did it. Didn't think it would be an issue. Mr. Whipple comes out. You're squeezing too hard. A spokesperson, a spokesman for L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti said that the mayor's expectation is that the fire department leadership will handle this matter definitively. <laughs> they're going to handle the matter? <laughs> <laughs> literally. Literally, they're going to handle the matter. <laughs> and make it clear that these appalling actions will not deter enforcement of rules that were put into place to save lives. So if he's not, if he's expecting to get fired, fine, right? But if what if that's the example that gets set and all the other firefighters go like, well, I'm just going to wipe my ass too. They can't fire all of us. Also, right. I would just like to point out that as a person who uh, is, uh, I always hate saying I own property because I don't. I'm paying on some property. I, I have a mortgage and that kind of thing. Okay. But you understand what I'm saying when I say as as a person who owns property, if my house is burning, 
I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. Please come and put the fire out. It's a great point. If my house is burning, I only want the guy that wiped his ass with that letter. Like, oh no, don't save my house. You're unvaccinated. No, no, please save my house. I don't care your vaccination status. You're going to run in with the respirator on and lift it to cough on the on the burning embers just to make sure that COVID spreads. I'm going to run out there and like, you know, the fireman's already got all sorts of gear and he's That's what mad, I'm and I'm going to put one of those little medical masks over the top of it. <laughs> coming, to, coming to your 2022 fireman's calendar. The hell is wrong with people? And the thing is, so this is coming out of L.A., right? Yep. I'm sure there are thousands of other fire departments this guy could work for around the country that do not require him to be vaccinated. Good point. You know, that aren't L.A. I mean, it already sucks to live in L.A. to begin with. You know, move someplace cooler. This guy sounds cool. He should move someplace cool, like New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. So from the other side of that, I was having a discussion uh, with a friend of mine over like cops and priests that continue to get relocated when they do something wrong. Yeah. And all the whole reputation idea is kind of bunk because once you move out of your town, like your reputation is wiped clean wherever you move to because yeah. it doesn't really follow you. And so even even though we're like, this is a positive note for this firefighter, right? And what we're like cheering on what he did, the fact that he could get away with that, just move towns and get another job as a firefighter is kind of, eh, I don't know how good that is either. Yeah. I mean, because that's what the cops and the priests do. In this case, it is a political motivation. Right. But also a health motivation as well. 603 283 6160. Are you going to wipe your ass with your employer's vaccination letter? It's talk, and it's free. It's, it's free, free talk, talk live. live. I missed the cue. Yeah, Sorry. Well, it's just, it's a musical thing. You just wait for the count in your head. It's a silent count. You must have not been a dancer. No, not at all. <laughs> a pirate dancer? Dancing for money? Oh, that's private dancer. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll dance for money. It won't be good. I, uh, it's a discount dance party. Are you guys familiar with a uh, a musical artist by the name of Danzig? Nope. Yes. I'm not. Okay, so Danzig was the uh, singer for the Misfits. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and then he... That's because he said Danzig instead of just Danzig. Danzig, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not two words. It's one, it's one word, Danzig. Uh, it's a mono, mononym, right? It's like Madonna, not Madonna. M U H Donna Madonna. Anyway, Danzig is really easy to have fun with, even though you're not with him. If you just find the word dancing and then replace it with Danzig, it becomes funny. So, like, dancing in the dark becomes Danzig in the dark. Uh. You know, uh, you make me feel like dancing becomes you make me feel like Danzig. On and on and on and on. For anything that you can replace anything, dancing. Okay. Anything, yes, yes. Danzig with the stars. So fun with Danzig. This is going to be a bears. fun. It's going to be a fun Photoshop project for me later tonight. <laughs> uh, I want to tell everybody that uh, I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me in the studio, Nikki and Rich Rich, and Free Talk Live's video archives have been on library for years. 
Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it is really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken offline at any moment. We we have stopped broadcasting on that channel because we figured they're going to just give it the old axe anyway. But thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so now we're streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, you can download the desktop app at lbry.com. That's lbry.com. And then every video archive you watch, you'll help Seed to keep it online forever. Again, please follow us on Odyssey over at video.freetalklive.com. All right. So we've been talking about this firefighter. Who did dirty, dirty things with his letter. What did he... So he was given a letter by his employer, something about a vaccine mandate. He must comply by this yep. date or whatever. And Get he, an exemption, comply, or face termination. And, or wipe your butt with it. And he decided, I'll take D, none of the above. Option D. Drop his draws and wipe his buttocks with said letter. Yeah. And then, like, sort of release it to the ground. They found fecal matter. On the pages. Weird. <laughs> is that what it says? Yeah, it, really? It yeah, yeah, that was earlier in there. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, the report adds that the firefighter left fecal matter on the document before dropping it to the ground. Yeah, I mean, did they so, expect him to remove it before dropping it to the ground? Like, I, Well, I thought it was just like a funny thing. I didn't know he really like pooped and then wiped with it. Well, no, he didn't. Is he like planning ahead of time? No, it, like it, he didn't finish like, the job the first time? Yeah, like, like, I'm going to save this for that letter when they hand it to yeah, me. It, I don't think he like, you know, did his business. I think that he probably maybe had an inkling that something was going down and didn't, you know, freshen himself up properly from the morning deuce. <laughs> I don't like him anymore. <laughs> I thought he was cool. Not anymore. He's a microducer. Knew how to take care of it. <laughs> wow, that's a callback. Nice. Good well luck, done, Richie. Richie. Good, good luck with that one. Find 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 the callback to microduce in the archives over at freetalklive.com. Anyway, Go ahead, Richie Rich. A spokesperson for L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti said that the mayor's expectation is that the fire department leadership will handle this matter definitively and make it clear that these appalling actions will not deter enforcement of rules that we've put in place to save lives. The fire commission president, Jimmy Woods Gray, added, I am beyond appalled at such an act by the LAFD firefighter. He's probably rolling in laughter. <laughs> well, these these upper upper management people, they take their jobs way too seriously. Like, I can't believe him. Uh, the deadline for city workers to show proof of full compliance with the vaccine mandate has been pushed back in L.A. to December 18th from the initial date of October 20. However, those who have not already complied are seeing $65 deducted from their paycheck twice a week. Seriously? What the they F? They can do that? Which the city says will cover the cost of COVID-19 testing. Oh, my God. They uh, can sorry. F themselves. Yeah, the, uh, the cost of a COVID test is not. $65. I thought it Twice was a free. Week. Twice a week. They're paying $130 a week to not be vaccinated. Uh, Mayor Garcetti has said, let me be clear. Wait, wait, wait. How often do they get paid? 
If you're if they're seeing sixty five dollars deducted from their paychecks Bi-weekly? twice twice a week. So they're uh, yeah, a hundred and thirty bucks week? once a week, right? So what are they they're deducting sixty five dollars on Tuesday and Thursday? I don't know how of that each work. week? That's um, that's gotta be a misprint. Okay. Yeah, it has to be because that doesn't make sense. Well, that's what the article says. Yeah, that's true. Find the real thing. Uh Mayor Garcetti has said, Let me be clear. Any employee who refuses to be vaccinated by the state should be prepared to lose their jobs. As we have previously noted, there is a fierce resistance to the vaccine mandates amongst first responders. Police and firefighters in Los Angeles have formed a resistance group against COVID vaccine mandates for state workers in the city, stating that they aim to maintain human rights, constitutional rights, civil rights, and civil liberties as sovereign, natural, free human beings and American citizens. You're saying good, right? But like the cops as part of this well, I right, guess, are also the ones who violate those things on a uh, fairly yeah. regular basis? Again, They're it, doing it because I'm, it serves their benefit? I'm going to say the same thing about uh, the larger organization here that we're talking about, not just firefighters, as I did about the firefighters. And that is, if I need an ambulance... You know, if I'm having a heart attack or if I'm injured in some way, I could really care less if you've been freaking vaccinated. You know, if I'm in a life threatening situation and you are poised to help me or even better employed to help people. Right. If you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're an emergency responder, a first responder of any kind a volunteer, even I don't care and i would venture to guess that most people don't care if their life is in danger they're not going to give two craps about whether or not you're vaccinated understood but it just seems a little odd that the cops are saying that they aim to maintain human rights constitutional rights civil rights and civil liberties it said first responders right uh in this one it was the police and firefighters who have formed this resistance group uh, but there has been pushback from first responders. There is nothing I would love to see more, though, than uh, you know people employed as agents of the state turning against the state. Well, that sounds interesting. It just seems it seems disingenuous to me because it's just they're saying those things to serve their own self interest. Okay. Yeah, a little ironic. Agreed. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Would you care if somebody trying to save your life, your family, or your property was vaccinated? 603-283-6160. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. Fork Fest takes place the week after Pork Fest, but Fork Fest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the Forkfest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the Forkfest Forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party.
Welcome back to Free Talk Live. We're a live call-in radio program where you can take control of the airwaves to talk about whatever is on your mind. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. If you'd like to join us in the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. And let's just go ahead and go to an unscreened caller. Unscreened caller, what's your name, please? What's your name? Anonymous. Hello, Anonymous. You're on Free Talk Live. You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, great. Uh, Well, you want to really change the Overton window. Uh, U.S. Code 18, Section 242 makes it a felony to violate someone's right under color of law. And that would be really interesting if these police officers and other federal officials would uh, start actually enforcing that. Uh, starting with uh, John Roberts for his uh, conduct during the Michael Flynn affair. Uh, I mean, there's so many people out there that have had their rights violated under color of law, and this is just never enforced. And that is a 10-year felony. That would be really interesting if people started getting nailed for that one. For our listeners, can you just sort of tell them what it means to be violated under color of law versus just violating a law? Or for me, too. I don't know what the difference is. Anonymous? Okay, well, uh, when uh, the FBI sent their uh, FISA warrant over to John Roberts, all that stuff was supposed to be verified. And John Roberts uh, issued a warrant to have his rights violated when uh, all that information was not uh, verified. You know, he had a lot of rights. Him and Carter, Carter Page, uh, you know, they got... Uh, uh, arrested, uh, they had search warrants and all this sort of stuff, when okay. they knew at the very beginning that there was all BS. So okay, right. So That is a violation of rights. I, I just looked up uh, what does the phrase under the color of law mean. Uh, this is a definition arguably from either Wikipedia or justice.gov. Color of law refers to an appearance of legal power to act that may operate in violation of law. For example, if a police officer acts with the color of law authority to arrest somebody, the arrest, if it is made without probable cause, may actually be in violation of law. So, oh. so yeah. So that that's kind of like the important thing that we've, you know, es- espoused for, you know, decades now is like asking the cop, "Am I free to go or am I being detained?" Right. Right. Because if they if they are detaining you and they say yes, you're being detained, then they have to articulate why they are detaining you. And if they cannot do that, then they are detaining you under color of law, right? Yep. My understanding is rather than actual law, right? And that would be the a violation of your anonymous. rights, correct? Right. Right. Okay. So, uh, right. so go ahead, anonymous. Well, that is a felony. I want to see it enforced. Who's yeah. going to enforce it? Yeah, it would be nice. I I agree with you. I just. I have no faith in the system to do anything in favor of the citizenry, the people, if you will. Uh, I don't even like using the word citizen. Uh, you know, it, the system. The, the system is built for the state and the agents of the state to protect the state, not the people who are funding the state. We are merely cattle for them to milk for our tax dollars and for them to live off of. So. I agree with you. I would love to see something like that happen. I'm not going to hold my breath, though, because I don't think anything like that is going to happen. Thanks for the call. Do you guys think anything like that is ever going to happen? Doubt it. I, yeah. D- I, 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 I doubt it. 
you know, I would like I would have liked to hear some theories on how that would be made possible. There's, there's like what needs to be done to put us in a situation where they could, you know. Well, somebody just needs to stand up, right? Is well, who and how? Right, exactly. And the system is constructed in such a way to disallow that, right, or to at least disincentivize it. Right. There's no incentive for anything like that to occur within the system. So here in New Hampshire, it's been again espoused many times over again. The uh, Article in the New Hampshire Constitution, the Right to Revolution Clause. Yes. Right? And like, Article 10, like the Right to Revolution, or whatever it happens to be. And so, uh, you know, talking with people like, well, what what do you have to do to get to that point where you're allowed to, like, exercise that constitutional right to revolution? And the answer is bas- has been, basically, you have to exhaust all other options. Right? I don't, I don't think that that's true. Okay, but I don't think you have to exhaust all all other options to to invoke that particular thing. So what do you do then? That's a good question. I think that have you tried everything else before you decide to like exercise your right to revolt? And like, what is everything else? You know, that's like pretty broad. Like that's up for interpretation. It's voting every four years is what it is. So if you're not voting every four years or two years, what happens to be, then you have not exhausted. Those options. If yeah, you have done petition your government for redress, you have those, done those options are meaningless, in my opinion. Understood. Because they do two things, Jack and S. Right. Um, so, like, I, I could see it being the first thing that you do. Hey, you know what? If the system ain't working, that's the first thing you do. Chuck that thing out the window. Okay. You know? Uh, but you're right. Like, it doesn't stipulate what needs to be done well, what does that look like here? And and it doesn't stipulate the mechanisms to actually do so. Well, yeah. So it's it's it looks cool on paper, right? But how do you enact it? I mean, I know plenty of people who are revolting. Okay. And I just mean as a, as people, yeah, like they're good. revolting. You know, they don't shower, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're kind of revolting. You know, so I mean, does, is that what it means? The right to be revolt? No, it's because it's right to revolution. Is you know, oh, okay. But that's you know, it's another one of those things like the color of law. How do you, how do but you I go also, about doing that? I also don't necessarily it? think that you know, quote revolution unquote it is a viable option. Okay. Right. And I say that because revolution implies, at least within the context of things like the Constitution and that kind of a thing, uh, it implies just sort of, you know, getting the bums that are in power out and replacing them. You know, it, it sort of implies that you're just going to you know, sort of reboot the system. I don't want the system to be rebooted at all. Understood. The system sucks and it just needs to go away. It's archaic. It's barbaric. It's murderous. It's... Uh, it has destroyed people, continues to destroy people's lives on a daily basis. It needs to go the way of the dodo and be eliminated. There are plenty of perfectly good, fine ways for people to cooperate with one another on an individual and even group basis that doesn't require force. And I don't even know if it implies that because even the United States founding documents right in there, it's alter or abolish. Doesn't say alter or replace. It mm. says abolish. I like the abolish. Get, get rid of it. That's there. You go. But how and who? That's one of the. Going, that's one of the titles I forget about all the time. I'm an abolitionist. Yeah. You know, I I would prefer to just abolish the organization commonly referred to as the government. Yeah, there was there was a a movement several years ago that tried to get that vernacular back into yeah. 
popular speech, like, oh, how do how would you describe your politics? Well, I'm an abolitionist. Wasn't that uh, like Bill Buppert? I think I remember him being a could have uh, been him. Yeah, a- that name rings a bell. Yeah, yeah he sure. was kind of you know in the in the celebritarian days when yep. folks you know YouTube was cool and folks were getting the word out and the message was being spread readily. I remember some folks on the abolition you know train, yeah. and it made sense at the time, right? And but then as as a movement to use that terminology, kind of fizzled and went nowhere. Yeah. Man, I feel like I need a drink. We're bringing it back. Oh, do you need a drink? There's an alcohol shortage, apparently. What, <laughs> Nikki? Is there an alcohol shortage? There sure is, apparently. What the hell? Allegedly. Allegedly. This is not news to my liver. So I found this article about the UK called "It's Brexmas: From Turkeys to Alcohol, How Will Shortages Affect Christmas?" So I kind of, you know, wanted to dig a little deeper, and apparently there are also alcohol shortages in the United States. But the interesting thing about the UK article is they are blaming it on Brexit, which is the UK exiting from the European Union. I can see that. So, you know, interesting spin, considering it's happening here, too. Do you like to get boozy during the holidays? Well, the booze might be in short supply. We'll talk more about this here on Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is next. It is the final segment of tonight's edition of Free Talk Live. If you've missed any of the show, you can, of course, re-listen over at freetalklive.com. The show will be posted within an hour or so after the program is over tonight. Uh, Or any show that we've done really is uh, available on archive uh, just feel free to check us out at freetalklive.com. If you want to call and participate, though, please call between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You may be hearing this show on a replay already. Not all of the stations that carry us carry us live for the full three hours. Uh, some will you know, do a replay. So if you want to call, please call between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time at 603-283-6160. Uh, before we go on, because I really want to hear about this alcohol shortage, because it explains why I couldn't find one of my favorite whiskeys. Uh, I want to say thank you to Cat Cooper. Cat Cooper is a silver amps contributor. What is what does amps mean? It's advertise, market, promote, and support. Uh, you can find out more about the program over at amps.freetalklive.com, where you can contribute. And the money you contribute goes to help getting this show onto more radio stations, getting us you know a better you know, presentation, getting us uh, basically onto more radio stations and more outlets, not only in the U.S., but worldwide. We're talking online, globally, we're on satellite channels, et cetera, and so on. If you like the content, you like the hosts, the co-hosts, if you're a listener and you've derived any sort of value out of this program, please consider contributing over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Cat Cooper, for your contribution. You are appreciated. All right, so tell us more, Nikki, about this booze shortage. So we've been hearing a lot about supply shortages 
all over the U.S. There was the thing with, you know, not having enough workers. We don't have enough truckers. The thing with the um, the ships off the coast of California or whatever. Yep. So w- there's been a lot of talk in the U.S. at least about supply chain shortages. And apparently it's the same deal in the U.K. They're dealing with the same sort of stuff. There's not enough workers. And they're kind of blaming it, at least in the U.K., they're blaming it on leaving the European Union and, you know, they're talking about how people won't be able to get Christmas trees, about how there's an alcohol shortage, and leaving, about how, you know, you can't union, get toys and gifts and food. Leaving the union should have no impact on, uh, you know, production. Well, well, and they're talking about trade, right. too. Trade, trade is the okay. big thing. There were okay. some unintended consequences with Brexit, with international trade, and well, trade agreements that previously were, by default... Right, needed to be renegotiated sure, because they're not sure. part of the European Union. Sure, okay. But so production isn't in question, it's the trade that's in question. I production might yeah. be in question because of COVID related issues, right. but specifically the, the Brexit part was trade God, because what a, of what a continuing conundrum of crap. Right. The COVID thing and then like, you know, the renegotiation of trade contracts and then the the ships like you mentioned. It, yeah. Still going on. Still going yep. on. That's a backlog, man. With that many ships, like just waiting to be unloaded, yeah. like that's not going away anytime soon. So the article continues. So this is a different article about the U.S. Many people across the United States are walking out of liquor stores without booze due to an alcohol shortage that has persisted since the pandemic beginning. Liquor stores in Vermont, New Jersey, Ohio, and Pennsylvania are facing alcohol shortages that stem from beyond the pandemic, but also include persistent issues from supply chain shortages. Good thing we got those state-run liquor stores in New Hampshire, huh? Yeah, huh? I mean, I don't huh? see any issues in New Hampshire yet, but I might want to stock up, fellas. I fully do not support state-run liquor stores. <laughs> they can kiss my you-know-what. And then I have another article from Maine saying, uh, Portland, Maine, empty shelves at liquor stores might not seem like much the day before Thanksgiving, but Sam Patel, the owner of Back Bay and Hilltop Superette, said it's not only because of the holiday, but also because of an alcohol shortage. According to NBC News, this is due to glass manufacturers in Italy and France having a hard time making glass bottles that many liquors are packaged in. So we're kind of seeing a different story here, too, where it's like, it seems like just like the perfect recipe for disaster, right? Like, we have trade issues, and then we don't have enough truckers, and then, you know, we have not enough people. Bottleneck at the ports, right. Yeah, and then we don't have enough people working in the manufacturing facilities and the factories. So it just seems like... It kind of reminds me of iPencil. Right, I know Joe the the book I pencil. It's Not a, familiar. Oh my goodness, you guys have to read that book. Um, it's basically the all the. Don't tell little, me what to do. You don't have to do anything. You you, you may I won't you do may, what you tell you me. You may want to read that book. I strongly suggest. I strongly suggest. I strongly sorry, suggest. Um, but it's basically the book. Joe Biden referenced it like a couple of weeks ago, ironically, um, in talking about these trade issues because the book itself describes. All the intricate production that goes into just making a pencil. I've heard of this book. Right. From where all the materials are sourced to where it gets, you know, compiled and processed and whatever. Um, so when you talk about, like, why is there a liquor shortage? And it's like, well, part of that issue 
is because of glass manufacturing in Italy and France really puts into perspective just how many little details goes into simply like getting that product to the store shelves for you. I'm going to have to look into uh, what I call insourcing. Right? You've heard okay. of outsourcing, right? Yeah. That's where you have a thing you want to do and you look for it outside of your normal you know, area that you, you know, live in or sure. whatever. Insourcing is the opposite of that. You look for an opportunity within your community or your local area to, to do something. Uh, I'm specifically, I'm specifically wondering about uh, what kinds of hops can be grown in the New Hampshire climate. Okay. Just to be able to manufacture, like, like I want to, I want a homebrew, right? Was it worth the investment? Well, right, right. But growing your hops, growing hops is, uh, you know, an investment in time. I would much prefer to find a strain of hops that grows comfortably in, you know, regularly during our natural growing cycle, because that's going to be the best tasting. Right. Did you just list one climate. off? I heard you say something. Wasn't Fiddlehead. It? Okay. Fiddlehead. You can use Fiddlehead to make IPAs. Okay. Oh, great. There you go. I okay. know this because there's a beer called Fiddlehead, and they use Fiddlehead to make their IPAs, and it's delicious. I'll have to not make an IPA, but, you know. But you can use Fiddlehead. I can use Fiddlehead. Okay. But, again, moonshiners, right? You can't, yeah. You can't, get, you can't bring it in, distill it yourself? I, I have seen... Potato vodka? I have seen, and, and I kind of read up on it a little bit, I have seen home stills for sale now on, like, Amazon. Yeah. My friend brews her own uh, mead, and it seems pretty easy. Like, you just have to be careful, like, sanitizing your stuff so yeah. you don't, you know, get sick, but it doesn't seem, like, too difficult to do. Yeah. And then uh, I've read, and I believe, New Hampshire, it is still illegal for you to distill spirits. Okay. I don't know if that includes like a home still where you're doing like a half a gallon of vodka or something. You know, I I mean, you know. I would say that they wouldn't care, but it's like when you're talking about the actual law, who knows? Yeah, I don't think you'd you know. Did... But either way, like home brewing some beer. Don't tell I mean, the state what you're doing. Well, okay. Well, okay. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> We're only telling planning you know, it on we're only telling literally everybody radio stations <laughs> plus the internet and some satellite. You know, the entire globe is, you know, hearing what we're talking about. But, um, you know, if there is going to be an alcohol shortage, then getting a skill related to making that locally is going to be something to benefit those who are looking to the future. Yeah. That's the point I guess I'm getting at. That's always having a side skill like that is always a good thing. Like, I think one of the the lessons to be learned during the covid lockdown, um, pandemic whatever you want to call it what you, what's your portmanteau from earlier it's propagandemic the propagandemic um is that you need to be able to generate your own income away from your primary job them side hustles right but more of more of that and if you can turn that into a career as a distiller or moonshiner or whatever or a brewer or brewer i mean better. i just turned my side hustle into my full-time career yeah. so gotta do what you gotta do when you get the the vaccine boot yeah. Are you sad that you didn't, like, you know, do what this firefighter did? Oh, I'm to- so sad. <laughs> I wish I, if I just had that idea, like hindsight, like looking back on it, I'm hindsight. like, <laughs> I'm like, I could have done this. I could have done this. Like, I could have made this way more of a thing. But I was just so burnt out from working in a hospital in yeah. COVID times that I was just like ready to kind of call it, I think. We are out of time. Thanks to our callers. Thanks to our listeners. Thanks to you guys, Nikki, Ricky Rich. 
Uh, always fun doing a show. Uh, again, visit us on freetalklive.com if you've missed any of this show. Thanks and peace. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com.